Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Lacey, here with Mella, Josh, and Rashawn. Before we get started, please, please, (laughs) pretty please. We're not begging or anything. I'm begging. (laughs) Go on to whatever platform you're listening on, subscribe, rate, review, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a, a nice review with how much you love the pod. Um, it really helps us grow. It helps the community grow. Um, and honestly, just it's nice. It's <laughs> nice for us it's to nice. read. <laughs> and if you feel so inclined, if you are able to support this little indie podcast, um, you can buy us a coffee at www.buymeacoffee.com slash WCA. We really appreciate your support to keep this podcast thriving and growing. Before we jump into what we usually do at the beginning, I just wanted to shout out two of our listeners really quick. Congratulations, Ryan and Kimba. They just got married and we just, we love you guys. We're so happy for you and we wish you a life of longevity, joy, and love together. Congratulations. Okay. How are we, friends? What have we been watching? I saw it. What? Top five most anticipated movie of the year for me. I spent arguably too much on it on our uh, movie auction. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't push you up a little bit. (laughs) But I don't give a shit. We went and saw 65. Mm. Most of us stayed awake, alert, enthusiastic during it. Lacey always falls asleep. I just don't understand. <laughs> it's not me, bitch. <laughs> so rude. It's so not rude. me. It got speared when it first came out. There was a lot of bad reviews. Nice. So my expectations were in the gutter going to see it. I enjoyed myself from start to finish. I don't know what you weirdos were expecting out there. It is a dinosaur movie starring Adam Driver and no one else. I had a blast. I, usually I would say, I can understand if people didn't like it. I can't. I can't understand if you didn't like it. Sorry. Did the trailer not match the movie? is Because you know how some people just, that's a hard way to it, I think, justify it. I think the trailer made it maybe seem a little more suspenseful and, and maybe horror-y than it ended up oh. being. To me, at least. I don't know. But ultimately, I don't, I don't care if you didn't like it. Um, <laughs> never talk to me again. Don't look at me. I don't care. <laughs> They can't see you. Good. <laughs> I loved it. I had so much fun. It was fun. Like it was a it was a popcorn movie. Yeah. Jury's still out if it's going to be in my top 5 favorite movies of the year. Will it be in my top 5 best movies of the year? No. I don't care. Fuck it you. Could, I had fun. It could be in your like top 5 theater going experiences. That's right. different. I've I I've kind of hold strong to this that there are certain things that you can think, 
are your favorite versus the best. Perfect example. Um, do we all know Tracy Chapman, the recording artist? Of course. of course. Tracy Chapman, Give Me One Reason, is my favorite song of all time. Mm-hmm. I do not think it's the best song of all time. I don't even think it's her best song of all time. I think her best song is Fast Car. But my favorite is Give Me One Reason. And I think that's okay. And I think we as a people need to embrace that. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> so I loved 65. <laughs> Oh my god, wrap up the essay, Grandma. <laughs> we got there. Anybody else, Rashawn, what have you been watching? Uh, my dear friend's succession is back. <laughs> it's been less than 12 hours. It literally has. Editing Rashawn. Play that Nicholas Patel. Fire! <laughs> <laughs> Note to self. Note to self. (laughs) Drop the bomb. It's the... I'll talk about one other thing. But it's the best show on television. I love it. And this is the final season. Heartbreaking. But also, they're going to go out on top. And I'm just... I think Carmela left the room and I was literally sitting on the edge of my seat. No, literally. Just watching it. I love it. It's back. Does that mean that this upcoming Emmy's succession and Last of Us are going to have to go head to head? This is true. This is true. That's going to be tricky. Damn. Uh, not for me. <laughs> I think succession will probably Did you even it. finish it? No, we didn't. No, I'm like still in the middle. Y'all. I we left off with Ron. Uh, what's his face? Oh my say, God. Ron fucking Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> Watching the wrong show. <laughs> Not Ron Burgundy, dude. One after, but I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish it. Mm-hmm. But speaking of, also speaking of television, uh, Mel and I blew through the new Amazon series, Swarm. Mm. Talk about it. Uh, holy shit, man. It is, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it except watch it because it's, it's one of the best things I've seen in a, a very long time and. Dominique Fishback is just incredible. Billie Eilish is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Paris Jackson is in it. Uh, yeah, it's it's very, 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 very good. It's the same team behind Atlanta, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like Atlanta? If you like Atlanta, it's this, it's that same type of like pace and writing and I'm laughing, but should I be laughing type of comedy. I also am just like, oh, man, to, I would give my left arm to be in something like this. Right. Like, if that's all I ever did, that I would be fine. Because it's just, Dominique is such a star, but I feel like this this um, show just, like, feeds into that. Like, and she gets to play so many different levels, mm-hmm. and it's not just, like, one single character. Like, And once you watch it, or if you've already watched it, you know what I'm talking about, but as an actor... It's just so delicious. So I hope you guys tune in. Put it on the list. Hope you tune in. <laughs> Lacey, do you want to talk about any more TV? Yeah. <laughs> well, now I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> since you were silently fist bumping. <laughs> Why are you sad? Because I thought it's I over. knew and then you made a sad face. What's that? Oh, I sure. Uh, well, I was sad because we just watched the season finale of Shrinking last yes. night. Yes. Uh, um, okay. okay. Yeah. 
And it was so good. So I'm sad because now we have to wait a year for the next season. It is so wholesome and wonderful and just really great storytelling. Um, but on that note, shrinking ended, Ted Lasso came back. So hey. we're filling that wholesome void right there. You know what else came back? Yeah. That wasn't what you were talking was, about? This is the one I was waiting for. <laughs> what? Yellow Jackets, baby. Oh, my uh. God. How could I forget? <laughs> <laughs> With one of the strongest season two openings for a, a drama series I think I've seen in a really long time. Um, Carmela, I started it. I'm so sorry. It's fine. <gasps> it's fine. One or two. Have you guys seen one? I haven't seen yeah. any. Rashawn, you started season one. Do you like it? I do. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So good. I'm excited. I'm ready. I I couldn't binge it because there's just a lot going on. But okay. <laughs> um, yeah. but I loved it. Okay. It's not a binge show. It's fucking woof. Yeah, but it, like, oh, it, I'm, I'm it, going it's to a binge it. show. <laughs> I uh, I would binge it. Yeah, yeah. I just I had to stop, and but I, I loved it. I Watch Succession. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Succession clears. Sorry, oh, you know what else is back? <laughs> oh shit! What? Uh, Dave. Love is blind season four, baby. Let's go. Oh Let's God. get back into the pods. Let's when, get some when bitches TV married. When TV files attack, because that's all. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so much to watch. Have you guys That's started it. season four yet? No, we no. were gonna start it last night, but I keep seeing memes Sundays. about some someone or something fucking evil that happened. Oh, oh yes, oh, give it yes. to me. Anything else anyone wants to chit chat about before we jump into today? Uh-uh. Well, today is a special episode. It was a gift episode from my dear friend Rashawn to me. Uh, Merry Christmas, motherfucker. <laughs> three months late, sorry. Uh, what are we fighting about today? Lacey, today we are fighting about phantom threads. Here we go. You can sew almost anything into the canvas of a coat. When I was a boy, I started to hide things in the linings of the garments. Things that only I knew were there. Secrets. Good morning. Will you have dinner with me? Yes. I feel as if I've been looking for you for a very long time. You look beautiful. Very beautiful. I have things I want to do. Things I simply cannot do without you. Reynolds has made my dreams come true. And I have given him what he desires most in return. <laughs> Every piece of me. Why are you not married? Phantom Thread is a 2017 drama romance movie. <laughs> Written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Starring Vicky Creeps, Daniel Day-Lewis, and Leslie Manville. Phantom Thread is about Reynolds Woodcock, a renowned dressmaker whose fastidious life is disrupted by a young, strong-willed woman, Alma, who becomes his muse and his lover. 
Rashawn, do you want to start us off today? Since this was your gift. Oh, okay. Twist. <laughs> um, yeah, so I obviously gifted this to Lacey. Maybe if you had listened to that episode in December, you might have thought I was being a little evil towards my co-host. But I actually gifted it to her, A, number one, because I love PTA. My feelings on There Will Be Blood, notwithstanding. Um, but I thought that this was a really interesting choice to give to Lacey because to me it feels like an inversion on a genre that she loves which is like a romantic period piece and it kind of subverts and twists and turns where you think a a standard romantic period piece would go I adore this movie I think it's lush and romantic and hilarious and kind of dark and twisted but also still pretty romantic in the end weirdly enough i think the three leads are all fantastic um particularly leslie manville which is hard to stand out in this trio but i think she really does i'm a big pta guy i'm a big ddl guy a few episodes ago (laughs) proven um but for me it, it um it really kind of flips romance on its head and, and provides a really great insight to a very specific world in a, at a very specific time. And it's, like I said, it's really funny. And uh, we'll talk. But I wanted to give it to you, Lacey, because for me, it's one of the best movies of, of 2017. I might have given it Best Picture, if not for, like, Get Out or Lady Bird. But, yeah, that's me. I'm trying to decide if I should wait till the end. Or if yeah, I should okay. just reveal it now. Either way. You the host. I know. It's weird. Um, okay. Uh, I'll hold it. Carmela, how do you feel about how do you feel about Phantom Thread? Um, Phantom Thread. Where do I begin? No, I've never seen this before, but our friend of a pod, friend in real life, Ray, was like, hey, I think you really like this movie. But the only thing I knew about it was Daniel Day-Lewis and sewing like that's literally all I knew and I do really like this movie I think this movie is so gentle in plot even down to like the very end and in filmmaking and I think there's like obviously it's a romance story but the whole the whole look of it feel of it everything is just just so warm and syrupy and romantic and slow but not in the way of pace. It just takes its time. I haven't seen Daniel Day-Lewis in a lot. So I think I've seen him in nine. And I don't know, maybe that's it. <laughs> I, that's probably it, really. I really, I thought, I really enjoyed his performance. I know we've talked about him before where the whole method acting and everything. But I rewatched the first 15 minutes of this film like right before we dropped, uh, jumped on the mic. And it sounded so dumb, but he was, like, putting on the dress onto Alma for the first time. And I turned to Rashawn. I was like, damn, he really looks like he knows what he's doing, huh? (laughs) (laughs) And he was just like, yeah. (laughs) But I I guess I just meant that everything just looked perfected. And everything just looked cared for. And that's, again, a part of, like, the gentleness of it. 
yeah, I fucking dug this movie. I totally understand why Ray was like, you'd like it. It's a period piece. It's in the 50s. It's romantic. What's not to love? Okay. Josh. Yeah. Um, real quick, Lacey, I'm sending you instructions. So if you could check your messages. Josh, how yeah. do you feel about Gangs of New York? Gangs of New York. Um, it's a young movie. Good movie. What? Oh, okay. How do you feel about There Will Be Blood? There Will Be Blood. Um, it's good performances. Good writing. And how do you feel about Phantom Thread? Thread. Great gowns. Beautiful gowns. <laughs> I hate you oh, so much. I hate you. <laughs> you lose points for needing to get set up for that. <laughs> <clears throat> so... While watching the movie, I had two thoughts. This is an immaculately made movie. The score is pitch perfect. The shots, you know, every frame is a painting type shit. Um, the performances were all great. And my other thought was, I don't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Back to my essay at the top. However, I mean, I act. Lacey has the the evidence. I I text her in the middle of watching it, asking if it gets exciting. Um, <laughs> and to my credit, I was about two minutes away from it getting exciting, or what this movie's version of exciting is. the The more time I spend away from the movie, I actually appreciate it more, and I like it a little more. I liked it a lot more in the last five minutes than I did in the first, you know, 98% of the movie. It's, it's, it's a toss up for me. Cause like I said, this movie's not for me. I can appreciate it. I do appreciate it. And I liked it a lot more at the end and having stepped away from it and reading a little bit about it. I like it a little more. So my thumb is sitting at about like 11 o'clock, I'd say. Mm, it's okay. a it's it's above the middle it's not down <laughs> still a little boring still a little boring but um boring. a little bit the beginning is boring it is it's superb <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so we have like three mostly positive reviews and now it's my turn this is my gift to unwrap sometimes my friends really know me Sometimes they hey. know what I like. Um, My I gift this... giving is immaculate, bitch. <laughs> I thought this movie was superb. I think this movie is extremely precise. It is just like Reynolds. It is fastidious. It is delicate. And it is twisted. It is, it's twisted. Um, so it kind of had the best of all thematic film worlds for me. It was romantic. It was tender. And I really, I feel the same way you do. Josh, I had a positive experience watching it through myself. But the more I've sat with it, the more I I like it. And the more it like resonates and 
twists me, I guess. I don't know. I guess I don't have another word for it. Um, so thank you, Roshan. I don't know that I ever would have decided to put this on without a recommendation. Um, and I'm so glad that I did because it, it's phenomenal. Scones, butter, cream, jam, not strawberry. Raspberry. What else? Coffee or tea? Do you have Lapsang? Have a pot of Lapsang, please. Good choice. And some sausages. And some sausages. Show me. Will you remember? Yes. Keeping this. I want to get the method out of the way. So <laughs> let's <laughs> let's let's talk about Daniel. And I too, Carmela, am not super familiar with Daniel Day Lewis's work. I saw Lincoln and Ooh, out of all of them. I know. <laughs> Don't do this. Lincoln's great. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Not a two for one hit. Get off DDL and get off Uncle Steve. <laughs> it's okay. Um, no hesitation. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> So I'm not super familiar with him other than the the air of, yeah. that, you know, the mysticism that is Daniel Day-Lewis. Right. So I kind of went into this blind. We had a big talk about method acting and what it is and what it means. And I still feel very strongly about everything that I said in that episode. That being said... Yeah, he's incredible. He's magnetic in this. He's mm -hmm. he's wonderful. So those are the only two you've ever seen him in? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought okay. you've seen Games of New York, haven't you? Oh, I, yeah, but like 20 years ago when it came Perfect. out. I don't remember Perfect. anything. That's fine. So I'm not going to get back into it. I had <laughs> someone else. Uh, Why? It was so fun. I had someone else explain my thoughts pretty perfectly. So um, I have their writing in front of me, if you would indulge me for a moment. This is a direct quote uh, message I received from actually a, from a listener. Um, this feels like getting back into it. His name I'm indulging. Is, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> that ass. His name is, starts with a T, Taylor. His name is Taylor Burgraff. <clears throat> I have a ringer on my pod. side, my best friend. <laughs> so, first said, firstly, Taylor said, firstly, method acting is an excuse to behave badly, which I agree. He related a personal anecdote. But then, secondly, the most important part I think that I did not verbalize and which I fully agree with, which I think this is a perfect example of a movie. To discuss this uh, this point, 
Secondly, I believe the actual reason these method performances have success is the research the actor does about the character. You can get the same level of knowledge and performance if you do the proper research and then not do the douchebaggery, end quote. And I think he's right. This is not you not getting back into it, just <laughs> FYI. I know. Maybe this I is you earlier. fully getting back into it, John. So maybe I lied yeah, earlier. Just to say you're right. I, I don't agree with the first part, and I don't agree with the second part. I'm so sorry, Taylor. You what? are a lovely person. What's... I like you more than I like Josh. <gasps> hey, now. What, <laughs> what, what can research not do that method can do? Like this is, I think this is a perfect example. He learned how to... I guess, where's the line? Because him learning to do all this stuff like he clearly did to me that falls under research him learning how to create dresses this well i guess i would say it's like doing a bunch of research and then never taking the test you know what i mean like eventually you have to apply all of that homework to something and his his test is being in character on set or the test could be in between action and cut. Sure, but maybe some people write note cards. Some people are visual learners. This is getting too nerdy for a... me. Can we go back to a different example? Okay, I'm going to just say you're right, because I can't say anything. <laughs> you got it. You, you got to let it happen. You got to let it You have it. You got it. We have um, different feelings on it. The method aside... I think we can all agree that he's phenomenal in this. Yeah, he is. Right. I don't. I don't think that was ever a question. If was he bad or not? No. Like, no. We know I'm just he's saying. great. But yeah, yeah, he's fucking phenom. You said that he's magnetic, and I think there is something about that because Rashawn was like, I just find him so attractive and so handsome, and I personally don't. It's not really <laughs> my type, but I get that. And I feel like that is the charm and the magnetism of that of his character, but also him, where he's just sitting in a chair by a fire and he's just smiling and staring at Alma. And you're like, okay, I kind of get it. I kind of get it, you know? But I think that's the Daniel Day-Lewis of it all. Not everyone can do that. I can't just <laughs> sit in a chair and look at someone and then be like yeah okay i'll fuck you later like it's not it, that's not gonna happen but something about him whether that is the method or not he's got that no yeah one of the biggest reasons i love this movie is is because it reminds me of the daniel day lewis that i don't i think a lot of people don't talk about which is his his performances as romantic leads mm. uh, my favorite performance ever is him in the age of innocence Obviously, it has Michelle Pfeiffer, so yeah, but it's just like this, it's Scorsese, but it's romantic, and he's, it's not this intense, evil portrayal. He's romantic, and he's suave, and it's, it's, this kind of is a callback to that, where you don't really get to see him put it on the way he does in this movie, and in that movie, kind of in The Crucible a little bit. He's, he's in a movie with his wife that she directed but he has that really soft romantic side where he can just like sit in a chair and, and i fuck you and i think this movie really capitalizes on that so that's that's part of the reason why i love this so much 
Mm-hmm. I think, though, I think it's more complicated than that. You're both completely right, but I think he the romance is so evenly split for me between Alma and his work. Mm-hmm. And it creates this horrible person. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Reynolds is not a good guy necessarily. Do you think he's a bad guy? I think he is a little twisted. I wouldn't call him a good guy. I don't think I don't know about bad guy, but I don't think he's a good guy. Yeah, I think he's a I think he's a, a selfish artist. I think he's I mean, I think he's I don't, I'm going to stop there. But um, say it. Say it. No. Um <laughs> say it. He's I think he's abusive. like Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> That's fair. I that, I couldn't in. stop thinking about it throughout the movie. I was like the way that this man is approaching his craft, his product and his work is mm-hmm. seems exactly like the the method that Daniel uses to become his characters. And I didn't I didn't like him very much a lot throughout the movie because of his selfishness and his self-centeredness. But that is tempered with moments of tenderness, weakness, and romance that make you, I don't know, feel some, I don't know that I liked him, but like I wanted him to look the way he was looking at Alma. Like I didn't mean these (laughs) things to come out. I'm sorry, but it was meant to be nice. What did you expect? I wanted time with you. I wanted to have you to myself. You have me all the time. No. What are you talking about? I don't. I, there, there's, there are always people around. And if not, then there's something between us. Something between us? Yes. What? Some... What? Distance. When did this happen? What happened to make you behave like this? Is it because you think I don't need you? I don't. Well, that's very predictable of you. Don't act so tough. I know you are not. Yeah, that's right, that's right. If I don't protect myself, somebody will come in the middle of the night and take over my corner of the room and ask me about their fucking asparagus. Don't be a bully. You'll there be are a other bully. things I'd like to do with my time. It's my time. I have no idea my what time. I'm doing here in your time. What am I doing here? I'm standing around like an idiot, waiting for you. Waiting for what? Waiting for you. Waiting for what? Waiting for you to get rid of me. I agree with you, honestly. I, I, but I think it's all intentional. This is only the second time he worked with PTA. And there was such a fever after There Will Be Blood. And then he wins his third Oscar for Lincoln. And there's just this big conversation about method. And he's like the poster child for that. He is the face of that. And I do think it's intentional that PTA worked with him for this. PCA also being someone who's very meticulous. He's not a celebrity director. He's not like a Tarantino or a Spike Lee, but he is known for his his process and being a perfectionist. And I think they both kind of married their outside reputations with their on-screen talents for something that really can invoke a conversation about that. And I think he did like a really smart thing is putting that inside of a romance and mm-hmm. casting Vicky Creeks, who is amazing. 
opposite him and kind of dancing with that with that topic because you know i as much as i disagree i do understand that there is a tension between your art and the the results of your art and how you get there and i think this movie has a lot to say about that do you do you guys think he uh, actually took poison yeah what in the omelet yeah oh Oh, in real life. <laughs> hmm? You don't know, Josh. maybe. Josh, you have it. Let it go. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I'm asking. You're like, in the omelet? Uh-huh. Not engaging. I was like, what do you mean? Yes, of course. We saw you it. You can't make yourself puke and shit like that. Watch me. <laughs> no, I will not be taking care of you if you do that Lacey, to yourself. come on. Come on, I will not. <laughs> she said, Alma, um, I am not, baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, if you were genuinely sick, yes, of course. If you no, made yourself sick to prove a point <laughs> about method acting, you're on your own. Let's talk about Vic, the women in the movie. Let's talk about Vicky Creeps and Leslie Manville. Because as wonderful as I thought Vicky Creeps was, I mean, you have to be on another level to share a romantic space with someone who is as magnetic as Daniel Day-Lewis is. But to me, the star of this movie was Leslie Manville. Anytime Man, so good. she was on screen, I was equally afraid and <laughs> intimidated and in awe of this woman. Um, I, yeah, I guess that's the, it. I just loved her. Yeah, the line, the, I mean, paraphrasing, but the don't start, don't start it with me mm-hmm. when she puts him in his place holy fuck dude right does you. not look at him does not raise her voice one octave Mm-mm. and he you can just see him like tail between his legs and he, he just drops it fuck it's so good i think she's the most important character in the movie in equal parts you know positive and negative she enables him mm-hmm. she's you know she is the person that runs his entire operation while he is kind of like huddled in a ball you know as a process the process you know as a designer she keeps everything moving but she also is a witness to how he treats women and she facilitates their entrances and exits in his life and i think her like balance of that and knowledge of it but also i will help you to a point but do not do not come at me like that. It's such a great, it's such a great character. I, I love her performance in this. It's so good. It, it, I loved watching her relationship with Reynolds, but I especially watched the different phases of her relationship with Alma throughout the movie because she's done this before. You know, mm-hmm. she's been in this position before. So there's a coldness and a reservedness up into a point. And then she has that conversation with Reynolds where she says, I'm starting to like this one. To then get to our twist and watch her completely retreat because she realizes she's not the one in control anymore. um, Is just a fascinating character study. That's like, I mean, this... Mella, like you said at the beginning about Swarm, like watching this movie is like an actor's dream to me. Like everything is internal. Their internal lives are the story and all three of them are so captivating 
because I feel like on the page she doesn't have a lot of dialogue. Yeah, you, I, that's how I feel about it. all three of them. Yeah, all three but, of them. Those characters could be. Yeah, but it's all in her face, and I think that's so hard to do, acting wise, but also to, to to portray it. You know what I mean? And it's like they just the camera is still. And it's just in a close-up on her face. And you just see her brows go from upset to curious to serene. Like, in all, like five emotions in just one shot. And it's captivating as fuck. Mm-hmm. Would you like me to ask Alma to leave? No. Why? Well, if you're going to make her a ghost... Go ahead and do it, but please don't let her sit around waiting for you. I'm very fond of her. Oh, you're very fond of her, are you? Well, in that case... No, don't turn it on me. I don't want your cloud on my head. shut up, You can shut right up. Don't pick a fight with me. You certainly won't come out alive. I'll go right through you, and it'll be you who ends up on the floor. Understood? So I know I called Reynolds emotionally abusive. And for the most part, in a lot of this, I think he is, especially at the beginning. But I do side with him at one point in the movie. Alma's buttering that toast loud as shit. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about Dude. it because I don't think she is. What? Do you no. think he's emotional? I don't think he's emotionally abusive. Let's start there, yeah. Okay. I think, I think he is emotionally manipulative. That's a better word. Yeah, I don't think he's downright so. abusive. I don't think that either. What do you think? I, I, the conversation that they first have on their first date, I think for all of his faults, he is completely honest and upfront about that how is true. he feels. He's like, I am a bachelor. I will not get married. I am not that person. He says, if I was to get married, that would make me a dishonest person. And I don't want to be that. And I think when someone shows you, tells you who they are, you got to believe him the first time. Baby. That's true. I was probably... And I think anything after that is someone trying to change him to someone that he's not. And he falls for her, but I don't think he ever manipulates or abuses anyone. He's just... He's not a... He's not the best at expressing his feelings, and he sometimes is very stunted, but I don't think he ever intentionally hurts anyone with his actions or his emotions. That is a good point. Um, I probably <laughs> forgot about it because I honk shooed most of that. You know what I mean? Honk shoo, honk shoo, me, 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 me. <laughs> I was struggling to pay attention to the first half of that movie. Let me tell you what. <laughs> it's so, the beginning is so good. I, I know, don't think so you can say it. he doesn't intentionally, thing. though. I don't think you can say some of his, some of the ways he speaks to her and treats her is not intentionally to make her I, go away. <laughs> I'm not saying he's not mean. He's, he's very cruel. And the, the conversation that he has with Cyril when she walks in and hears, he's being cruel. But I, I don't think he's ever dishonest. And I don't think he ever puts her in a position to hurt her. You know what I mean? Like her hearing him say, I'm done with this. I think it, she's no good for me. She's ruining my creative process. It's horrible and really cruel. But that's the person that he was at the beginning of the movie. You know what I mean? I agree. I guess there, for someone, 
there were painful parts of this movie to watch for me when she brings him tea upstairs is like mm-hmm. a scene that like it still <laughs> it stings. makes me feel sick like yeah it stings because she's like i'm i, I guess it's a miscommunication of, of of uh love languages but you know she's trying to show him she's trying to give an act of service she's trying to take care of him and i god i don't want to misquote it um he said yeah. that i asked for tea no. While you're searching for it, it's yeah, it's it's that it's that I don't yeah I think you're right that maybe emotionally abusive or manipulative is maybe the wrong direction, but I would say he's needlessly cruel at times, and I think especially and that's a good that scene is a good example of like just tell her no I don't want tea right now or please get that like he's needlessly cruel in that scene and a few others. Yeah, I think because he keeps going. Yeah, she says, right. oh, yeah. he said, I, did I, did I, and Lacey, you can read it when you find it, but it's just the fact of, did I ask for tea? She's like, no, I just thought I'd bring you some. And he just keeps fucking going. He's versus, shouting at her as she's trying to leave. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> like, oh my <laughs> God. Maybe this will get me in trouble, but this movie's so funny. It's funny. <laughs> it's it is so funny. funny. <laughs> but I, I think that's also part of why it stings because you're just like, Jesus! Oh my He's God! Like, you took the tea, but the interaction is still here. That's, I, and now that's I'm part of it. Yeah, <laughs> the tea is going out. The interruption is staying right here with me. It's like, oh, hilarious, dude! <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. But it's awful. Like, it is. It is. It, it is. is. Uh, I would be sitting on the stairs just crying. Is this an ambush? Are you sent here to ruin my evening and possibly my entire life? Oh, that's not the tea. That's the asparagus yes. fight. Okay, is sorry, but the best. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, that fight is like is the culmination. Of the, like, you, I think that's a great observation of their love languages, place that you said mm-hmm. because she wants to make this great dinner. She wants to surprise him. She is told to not do it. Yep. Why would you do it? The person right. who knows him mm-hmm. best in this world said he does not like surprises. Do not do this. And she's like, no, I need to I need to love him on my own terms. Okay, girl, fuck around and find out. And what did she not, do? She found he out. He does not want it. <laughs> and I think it's it's like you said, it's tough to watch because she tells him I love you so many times before she ever gets a response. Mm-hmm. And it's a different time. We're in a different generation. If I told someone I love them and I got nothing back. I think I'm out. You That's know it. what I mean? <laughs> we don't have time. We don't, we don't have time. time. Can we talk about the butter? Oh, yeah, the toast. <laughs> Sorry, yes. <laughs> it's not that loud, dude. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. It's only loud because everything else is quiet. Yeah, She's going slow as shit. She's, I think she's also a little, she's a little conniving, too. Um, a but, little? I mean. I mean, a lot. <laughs> but, like. She she's dragging that shit slow. When I butter, wish I had something to butter my toast with. Just the problem done. is, <laughs> toast should not be hard. It's like toast. What is toast? We're not. What is? What is? I'm not getting jumped. I'm not getting jumped for this. You all grow up. He doesn't like toast. It's toast. So you're not even in this argument. You don't like toast. I don't. My buttering would not be that loud because my toast is golden. That is hard. 
That is so crisp. No. When you bite in, does it go... Or... You know, like on the toaster, I don't know, mine doesn't have numbers anymore because it's like 15 years old, but it has <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. His is like barely on one. So you That's want it, just... you just want warm bread. Yes. Yeah, it's warm bread. Correct. There's a, there's a grating mark on it. But it's like just from the, the toaster smash. Like it's not even the toasted part. <laughs> you, you don't even have light brown toast. You have like tan toast at that. Yes. The toast is barely the color of me. Sun I'll put it that way. Sun toast. He wouldn't be mad at me. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's that. I even said this. I was like, I don't think it's that loud. But I think he obviously has his routine. His sister knows his routine. So he's so used to this, like, very serene. Like, if you watch the scene again and you're just, like, watching the sister, she doesn't make any movement. Because, and that's, I think, like, aside from his routine, she's just so poised. So even with, if he was there or not, she probably wouldn't make any noise. So he's used to that. So when you have someone come in, it makes it look like she's a bull in a china shop when really she's just normal. Let me say this. As a fellow who puts many a thing on many a toast, I can tell you, she was not just applying toast to the top or applying butter to the top of the toast. She was pressing in and grinding her knife on that bread. If you're just toasting the top, fuck, if you're just buttering the top of the toast, you're barely getting a scritchy scratch. Okay, but Josh, you don't like a lot of butter. I love a lot, a lot of butter. Of cream cheese. Like you like a, a nice. Because I get Normal good people bread. like to bite in and yes. feel it on their teeth. I yes. like good bread, and I want the bread to sing. I want mm. the butter to be the accent to the bread. The butter is the not, main course, baby. Butter is where it's at. I want to feel it in my gums, bitch. Yes. She, <laughs> she also came from working in a restaurant. Right. So she hears all of that stuff all the time, so it's not like a big deal to her. She probably didn't even know it was loud. The first time. Girl, after I didn't that, even know it was loud. Then she goes back. After that, she, she goes she's back trying home. to get to him. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't she also, like, slam her spoon around in her tea or something? She does something else. Too. Yeah, it's like a bunch of things. Like, she's, like, stirring the tea mm-hmm. and, like, moving plates and shit. And then and then once they're married, too, there's that scene of them at the, the villa or whatever. Uh-huh. She's crunching like a bear who just woke up from hibernation. You know <laughs> yeah, but at that point, at that point, it's a, it's a power struggle. That's yeah. like as much as this is a a, a romance and a, a comedy. This is a movie about a relationship and the power struggles in that relationship, which we really get to when once uh, the twist comes in about halfway Shall through. We? But that's what I think the toast is. I think at first the toast is just like you said, Rashawn. That's her. That's her life. Yeah, her experience. Her. She's not aware that it's part of it. And then it becomes I love how simple it. that is. Like, it doesn't... You don't need this huge dialogue about where she's from. You just no. have a scene about her buttering her toast and you get it. Yeah. That's he's, all. <laughs> he is a hungry boy, dude. He is. I he love eats it. This For the hungry boy. Why do you Should... love it? What is... <laughs> it's just such a, a weird way, a unique way to say horny. Like this movie never, the the movie never says that either of them are are horny for one another. They ne- there's no sex scene at all. But there are so many like sexual 
tension-filled moments when they're mm. in the car together, the first time they lock eyes at the restaurant, when he's like, you're making me exceptionally hungry. It's hor- He's horny for her. Yeah, you know what I mean? She says, are you thirsty or whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's so... It's not even clever. It's just a different way to portray that. The, love it. the diner scene with like the meet cute diner scene with her ending for the hungry boy written all cute on the receipt it is giving Amelie. I can see that. Just like I, I don't see that, but in what way? Like just like sweets, just like vibe and like the 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 European countryside in the window mm. and. Just the kind of quirky, weird waitress that's okay. taking taking a liking to this weird old man. That I can see. I that the, love at first sight kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All of that I can see. I was still on the horny train, and I was like, My "That's bad. not uh, Amelie's." I don't. See Amelie's, Amelie's horny. As horny. Fuck. Okay, we're not talking. She is, <laughs> but it's not like that. Fuck. We're not talking about Amelie. <laughs> don't kill it for Lacey. <laughs> is there a, is there a different way to be horny? Yes, let me show Q. you. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Amelie. <laughs> okay, great. When did you realize that she was going to poison him? When she was poisoning him. Because I recommended it to you. Did you think this movie was about to take this hard left turn into like horror? Or No, I was. I did not expect it to go the direction it did. I thought when um, the mushrooms came into play, I thought she was going to off him and take over mm. and become the woman of the house and become the Woodcock name and brand and mm. take over. I did not oh. expect it to go the way that it went. As I mentioned before, I texted Lacey less than two minutes before the poisoning happened. I texted her, does this movie get exciting? <laughs> yes, she it said does. Yes. Um, I thought that he was going to get poisoned, not die, and then he was going to figure out that it was her and it was going to turn into this like really sadistic sort of abusive, not like tortury, but like keeps her trapped at the house of Woodcock and kind of as punishment type thing. Again, didn't expect old Munchausen to rear his little head, you know what I mean? Especially like... <laughs> Once we get to the omelet, and it's it it it's a knowing, except it's like it's crazy. They both are able to accept this <laughs> each other's partnership. Yeah, dark desires. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I still don't. I don't know. It's crazy because it's it's not as simple as like well, the conversation would be when you are sick. Or when you're feeling down, you're a lot gentle. You know, you care for me, you love me, you're gentle. And I just need to see this side of you. It's, fuck it. I'll poison you every now and again. And you'll become that person. And then we can just fall in love again. Like, it's just so, like, you guys could just talk. But nah, let's just, let's just use poison. Fuck it. PTA, I believe, like, the remnants of this movie came about because he's partnered with Maya Rudolph. They have maybe three kids together. Um, I don't know that that's awesome. I think like but four. But mm-hmm. he was very, very sick. And Maya Rudolph, of course, his partner, took care of him 
And it was in those moments that like the seeds of this movie came to fruition and that kind of formed into this this movie. Are you telling me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> that Maya Rudolph. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's a great way to to kind of cap a romance where it's like I see your faults, you see mine. Shall we? They they do. It delivers a pretty satisfying like eureka moment because the whole movie i'm like what the fuck does his mom have to do with any of this like i get it he's a little mama's boy whatever whatever and then he gets sick and you're like okay he liked getting taken care of i get it and he sees the vision i'm assuming that was his mom that was his mom yeah he sees the vision of his mom and then he asks to get sick again and it's like oh no he's a he's a mama's boy yeah it's like a very the, the payoff it's He's it's fussy. equal parts slow burn and a big eureka moment. This final, the, I think the omelet scene, I think is where it hits. So I think it's really impressive because it, it it deftly confirms all the thoughts you may have been having even subconsciously in the back of your head this whole movie about Roadhouse. What's his name? Reynolds. What? About oh my Reynolds. God. <laughs> I got the R this time. It, about Reynolds this whole time. You're like even about Alma too, and like her machinations. It's. It's a very good ending. Great. Just a great script. Like he's a, the phantom thread for me is like that through line of him always hiding hints of his history and his mother. He puts it in his clothing. He sees her in his visions before Mm -hmm. he meets Alma. He has this feeling that their mother is is coming like I, I feel like something's happening something's coming and then the next day he meets her in the countryside and the phantom thread is his his need and his wants to be comforted taken care of yeah to be taken care of yeah. I am with you flat on your back helpless Tender, open, with only me to help. And then I want you strong again. You're not going to die. You might wish you're going to die, but you're not going to. You need to settle down a little. Sam, I read a letterboxed review after watching it, um, and someone said, I'll never forget walking out of the theaters behind two old ladies who were cackling maniacally, saying, Anything to make the marriage work. Damn. Jesus Christ. Damn. She gets it. God damn. It was just, it was such, it's such an interesting movie. I I am not familiar, I guess, with PTA. I haven't seen a lot of his work. So for this to be one of my first experiences with him is... Yeah, it's it's a trip. Like the whole thing is a trip. 
this is an outlier. Mm-hmm. Like, not, not a lot of his movies are. Cause, Damn, because this is fun. I mean, he's a master. I I think all he's never made a bad movie. This Lacey, have you seen different. Have you seen Punch Drunk Love? I saw it when I was like 12. I do not remember it at all. I'm bringing Magnolia to the pod. Put it on the list. Put it on. Um, I just, uh, really quick, I want to talk about um, the cinematography of this movie really quick. Mm-hmm. I love... I love the way this movie looks. <laughs> I love the, like, the, I don't even know what to call it, but, like, the tampered down filter that is over all of the colors. Everything is just so rich in detail down to the wallpaper and the the color. I just, I could just, I could honestly watch this movie on mute mm-hmm. and still, mm-hmm. like, think it was a masterpiece. Absolutely. The scene that I, I think I love or the look of the most is after they get married, they go to a dinner and I'm not quite sure what she is to Woodcock, but she keeps talking about Alma and she's like, oh, she's not even looking at you. She's talking to my nephew and he's just, she, I don't know. She's just kind of a bitch, but the, <laughs> aside from the point, the whole room is like just candlelight mm-hmm. and it there's the scene where it's just on Alma and she's wearing like this like beautiful strapless dress and her whole like decollete is glowing and then it cuts to the lady saying like oh she has that first marriage glow and she does like the whole room is just beautifully sh- shot and lit and romantic. Mm-hmm. My favorite scene aesthetically was the New Year's Eve scene. Ah oh, yes. yes. It's, it's a good one too. One it's just such a great moment for both characters we see how much he like actually does care about her and love her and want to be with her which is nice to see (laughs) um but it's also tragically sad because he's so uncomfortable and and happy but everything is so gorgeous everything's gold and maroon and there's so the much balloons. happening and yes, the balloons. There's so much happening in the background. Like it is a masterpiece. The way he spots her in the crowd oh. and just the way it's it's filmed and the camera is also looking for her mm-hmm. and, and it finally finds her. Uh, it's so it's swoony. It's swoon worthy. <laughs> I love it. That lady at dinner in backgammon was crazy. My favorite character. The one I was talking about? I don't mean to be racist, but... Yes, her! <laughs> I think she's like a rival. The fight. She's at another fashion house, and yeah. so he, mm. it's kind of like a nice, mean interaction. A little friend of me moment. <laughs> she was great. Yes, I was like, damn, she's just a bitch. Um, and then the last little detail that I read that I wanted to share with listeners, and I'm sure you guys know it too, because you know we look things up. Um, but I love that PTA didn't hire actors to be the seamstresses. Um, all of the wardrobe and seamstress people in the movies are professionals in costuming, sewing, and uh, seam that's work. Awesome. I mean, that's how you get that level of, like you said, Josh, everybody knows what they're doing. Every, you know, everything is so intimate with what they're building for Woodcock because everyone does know 
what they're doing. What they're doing. And I think that's really cool. <laughs> I bet if he didn't hire real seamstresses, the fucking Daniel Day-Lewis would have exploded. Okay. Job, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. As, Taylor, come get your fucking Reynolds. friend. As Reynolds. And I love that Reynolds has respect for all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's it's such a great visual cue that he's, like, at the top of the castle and they have to climb the steps every day to get to him. But he never he never forgets to, like, pay respect to them and thank them. He knows them. their names. Yeah. Yeah, he knows all of their names, even if he's yelling at them <laughs> during a presentation. But he has respect for the hands that make his work. Mm-hmm. And even when he's sick, they are the ones that are still making the dress. They have to fix the wedding dress when he passes out. But, you know, they're the backbone of his of his work. Yeah. That line, there's a hole. Where? In the dress. <laughs> that scene is so good. It's just so simple. Like, it, Where else would it be? It's in the dress. <laughs> is there anything else? anybody wants to we didn't talk about alma at all and that's okay i think she's phenomenal i have only seen this actress in old i we all know how we feel about the movie old i thought it was bad i thought she was great um but i think she is just so i don't know if it was the direction and maybe it was maybe it was an actor's choice but there was always like a good three second pause before she answered anything and then the answer would just be yes no mm-hmm. one word answers but to me it just seems so perfect like she was just there's so much she was thinking about and then she just had a very simple line which i don't think a lot of actors do well and i think that she she nailed it for sure it's like you said about leslie manville mella like so much of all three of these characters is internal and there's not a lot on the page so Mm -hmm. their their internal lives have to be so rich and full and i mean vicky creeps was she was she was the uh the little engine that could in this movie like she really was like in not the manic pixie dream girl but in that same vein of like she's coming in and turning the house on its head you know she's Mm -hmm. she's paving her own way through this storyline and i think she does it eloquently and hysterically like she's Mm -hmm. unapologetically herself and i love love that yep totally the only other person I want to talk about is uh, Harriet Sansom Harris. Yes. Who, she has a great scene in uh, Liquor's Pizza, and she also is like a one-scene wonder in this movie as well. She's just great. She's so good. She's, she's at the end with the dress, and they have to like get her out of the dress because she's mm. fucked up. Mm-hmm. And she passes out, yeah. That's and it's also death. a great moment for Alma and, and Reynolds because he's like, oh, you're fighting for my work like Mm -hmm. i I see how much you love my work and you love me but she's he's just like please don't touch it and she scrunches it down and she's like am i am i ugly (laughs) trying to work it's like lady come on she's incredible it's so good all right who wants to play a game me Me. pee so bad 
since we did a good old-fashioned recast. For those of you who haven't been around for the beginning, say this might be one of your first episodes that you've listened to, uh, this podcast was originally going to be called Recast, and we were just going to (laughs) recast some of our favorite movies. So for today's episode, I asked my friends to recast Phantom Thread and for them to also give us a brand new retelling. Their only stipulations were to give it a different setting, a different time period, and a different poison, a different weakness, a different kink, maybe. And I'm going to pick the best one. Not the best. They're all the best. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the one I like the most. Eh? Eh. All right. Who wants to start? Well, I'll go. Okay. So I went back to the good old 80s. Ooh. And my setting is uh, South America. My phantom thread uh, consists of a man who is uh, almost forced to be in his position. Um, He is a a armorer and a seamster, if you will, for the cartel at their height. Um, Forced to uh, make clothes and body armor and just kind of fit the higher ranking members of, of the drug cartel. Doing so to earn enough money to flee and escape with uh, his family, let's say his son. While close to his goal, uh, he falls into a very dangerous affair with uh, one of the cartel head's daughters. And sensing that he is on his way out, she dips into the cartel's own poison if you will and 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 gets him addicted to their their drug let's say cocaine and in order to keep him in the business and keep him around her and keep their uh, relationship going so he can't flee and my movie will star let's strike while the iron's hot uh, (laughs) pedro pascal Mm. as daniel day lewis's character Mm. and for the uh young daughter would be uh, anna delarmus Oh my god. I also chose her. Hey. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't think of a new name. So, um fuck. Uh Mel, how do you say Phantom Thread in Spanish? Oh my gosh, Josh. No, hombre. Eso no. Then it's called Phantom Thread. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like it. I like it. Um Mela. Since okay. you also have Anna. Yes. Um so this is actually in the near future, 2033. Ooh. And it takes place in the U.S. I would pick a big city, Chicago, New York, L.A. You know, not so far away. And as we know, now there's an app for everything. There, You don't even have to leave your house to get clothes shipped to you. So we're kind of in that same vein where we have Woodcock, who is played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Here we go. He back. He back for his debut. And he is a, um, not a web designer, uh, what would you call it? Like an app designer. Like an engineer? Kind of? Yes, an engineer. 
And so he is taking on, he's taking over this design, this web design and this engineering for this app where he needs to make clothes based on people's personality and their feelings and their emotions. Mm. So you can be at home, you pick a few colors and selections of what you want to wear, but it has to go with what you're feeling that day or what you want to look like or what you want to feel like. So he's doing it so well, except for he can't get the right algorithm for females. Men's clothes are flying off the quote unquote shelves, but he just can't seem to get the the female clothes correct. So he meets in his office who is the one who actually makes all these clothes as Alma. So that's going to be played by Ana de Armas. And she is, of course, that like manic pixie dream girl yet again for him, who is just kind of like spunky and fun. And they obviously begin a romance. And that's where he starts finding out what the female female desires and physicality and everything that he needs for this app. Playing his sister will be Anne Hathaway. I feel like I just haven't seen her in a role where she's very like mm-hmm. stoic and that type of role. There's no like silliness to her. She's just like all about the business, all about the web design. We're making money. We're doing the shit. And the poison is actually going to be a cologne. So it's going to be a cologne that she gifts to him that he sprays on and makes him kind of go into like this coma state that she knows will wake him up eventually but is going to put him out for like three to four days i also didn't choose a name so we'll say phantom thread 2033 (laughs) (laughs) oh i forgot um the sister is uh played by salma hayek perfect oh these are good y'all all right rashawn take us home cool so my recast is set in the 2010s in the bustling city of new york in the publishing world Hmm. very ferocious backstabbing industry where reynolds woodcock a famous novelist played by oscar isaac is at the height of his prime his sister cyril played by penelope cruz is his editor and she is the person that, that can best kind of shape his talent to give the best result possible. And she kind of controls his entire industry around him, the people he sees, and also the women he sleeps with. A lot of the women that he sleeps with happen to be his cover artist. Mm-hmm. So these women uh, get this job. They design the covers for his next novel. And then he, being a bachelor sleeps with them and then has to unfortunately discard with them penelope cruz obviously helps him with this very sour relationship vice enter a new cover book artist Paige, played by regina hall she is not quite like the others she's very strong she's very strong-willed she doesn't take his shit she doesn't take his notes she has a very specific vision for the covers She reads his books with him. They lay on their bed together and she reads through his manuscripts as he lays down in the bed with his eyes closed. And it's their very specific type of foreplay. But he's very uh, temperamental. He he likes his 
his writing time to be exactly how he likes it. He doesn't want any noise. Penelope Cruz sits in the other room while he types away at his laptop and Regina just wants to, Paige just wants to listen to music and kind of vibe and she has a different, different creative style than he does. And so once they start clashing, she finds a way to poison the ink in all of his books. <gasps> and this kind of gets him sick, subdues him. She nurses him back to health every time. And then when the truth comes out, of course, they have to decide, are they going to stay together despite their faults or break apart? This is cover page. Cute. Cute. Oh, I love these. These are so fun. Mela, I get why you did these for a while because it's fun to have you guys tell me a story. <laughs> just like say it, yeah. I like it. Um, Mela's just like, tell me a story. Tell me a little story. I want a tell little love vibe. Story. Um, I mean, they're all wonderful, but I want to see cover page. Hey, me too. Should've, we should have came up with a title, Mel. <laughs> I know. Fuck, it was a title. It was a goddamn title. It's an author story. It's about books. I, I, I want to see it. He knew. He knew. He knew who he knew what he was doing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Rashawn. Thanks. I'm actually kind of want to write this now. <laughs> I you, like would love that, please. Wrapping things up. <laughs> I think we can all agree that despite how you feel about method acting, Daniel Day-Lewis is superb in Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread is, it's a really wonderful, wonderfully made movie. And I think we can all agree that should Daniel Day-Lewis decide to come out of retirement, he and PTA should have another reunion. Oh, Definitely. What a twist. What a twist. <laughs> welcome welcome to the PTA team. <laughs> we end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation, connecting an actor from this week's movie to an actor from next week's movie. So who can find the fastest connection between Vicky Creeps and our star from next week's movie, Samara Weaving? We are supposed to say. Okay. We've already done Brad Pitt at least once. I'll do him again. I'll do him again. Fuck. Okay, he's Babylon, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have it. Oh shit. Go, Mella. Thanks, Josh. So, um, <laughs> Vicky Creeps was in Hannah with Saoirse Ronan, mm-hmm. who was in Little Women with Tal- Timothy Chalamet, who is in. Dune, Dune with Zendaya, who's in Spider-Man with Lou. What's his fucking name? <laughs> oh. Oh shit! You're right. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. You it which, is... you gotta say which Spider-Man? Spider-Man one. No. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> That's incorrect. Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> That's still incorrect. Spider-Man takes Manhattan. No. Oh wait, you said Zendaya. Never. Mind. Zendaya, I, don't, yeah. I don't know who. You're Homecoming was correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you didn't say who with who. It's because I, I can't remember his name. What is his name? Spider Man. You don't know Spider Man's name. No. Um, I'm not doing him. The guy playing. The re re re. Uh. I mean, I can't help. In the beginning. Yes. The first. Mm-hmm. The first kill. Who is oh. in? Oh. 
Oh, 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 oh. Scream sex wow. with somebody leaving. What gotcha. is his fucking name? I know. Whatever. <laughs> can you do okay, it? Okay, well, oh, if, I can, if I can somebody can get it. I can do it quicker. Okay. Do it faster. I think. Yeah. Vicky Creeps is in Hannah with Saoirse Ronan, who's in Grand Budapest Hotel with Tony Revolori, who's in Scream 6 with Samara Weaving. Damn. Uh, damn. In there three. A Rashaanissance today. Congratulations, yeah. Rashaan. Oh, and it will continue next week. <laughs> <laughs> Except that episode will be a jumping. <laughs> Shouts out to Tony Revolori. Sorry, we forgot your name. Sorry, guy. I remembered your face. I thought you forgot Tom Holland's name, and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I am no. not going to help you with that. <laughs> what Was he in something with Samara Weaving? Who? Tom Holland? No, I didn't, I didn't know where you were going. Oh, oh, I, oh, just... I see. Okay, so that's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. <laughs> if you're still here, <laughs> please take a moment and... Like, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Good Pods. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. Buy us a coffee at www.buymeacoffee.com slash WCA. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode, if you want to tell us how much you love us, if you want to leave us some hate mail, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Lacey, Mella, Josh, and Rashawn. Thank you for the present, Rashawn. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.